We respectfully request the Sangha brave virtues for the sake of this assembly and all living beings. Please turn the wonderful Dharma will to teach and guide us how to end birth and death, leave suffering and attain bliss, and quickly realize non-birth. Kung tin dai vì thứ pháp hội cập nhật thiết chúng sanh tịnh chuyên diệu pháp luân giao đạo ngã mùng như há liệu sanh thoát từ ly cô đạt là how many such a blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one? Namo Saranto Suchedo Ye Lahudi San Miao San Puto Se. Namo Takakta To Yadaya La De Tamio Tambo Da Doa. The unsurpassed, profound, subtle, and wonderful Dharma in a thousand million aeons is difficult to encounter. Now that I'm able to see and hear, I will receive and maintain it. I vow to fathom that thus come one's true and actual principles. Wu shang sheng sheng wei fa bai jin O Buddhas and Bodhisattva, Great Master Ching Lang, Great Master Shen Hua, O good monks and nuns and all good new advisors of me, Tofo. Hello everyone, today is the 2nd of June 2024. We are here at Weimount Temple to continue discussing the prologue to the Avatamsaka Sutra. Okay, uh, it's kind of uh, uh, scholarly. So this lady there in the back who is uh, first time at the temple may not be a good use of her time. I would take her down and gap with her, talk about anything else. Okay, this is way too much. But for us, uh, I'm personally myself as well, I'm curious about this because uh, uh, it's a good exposure to the terminology and the scholarly uh, analysis or thinking about Buddhism. Mm. So, uh, so it's good at some point in time to, uh, uh, to uh, 
be exposed to it so that we won't be as uh, shocked when uh, newcomers ask us about these types of concepts so we know where they're coming from. We don't necessarily have to understand this, but to hear of them uh, will help in the long run for us, okay? Because uh, be prepared for the fact that more and more people will come and question us and see how much we know. Uh, and uh, very quickly you tell them we don't know that much. We're not scholarly in terms of approach to Buddhism. We're more Americanized in that we are looking at uh, performance, or looking at results. We don't talk, okay? We do, well, we walk. We walk the walk, we don't talk the talk. So uh, why is that? Because personally, my emphasis is to help you become enlightened. Whatever it takes to help you become enlightened. The scholarly can come later at your personal, uh, at your personal time, your personal preferences. Okay. Uh, however, it doesn't hurt to be exposed to these important concepts on these um, that the Buddhist scholars came up with. All right. So, but I promise at the end of door number two, we search for something more. Uh, uh, or three, as we started three as well, right? Door number three. We switch to something more uh, um, not as scholarly. How's that? Okay, yeah, so, but thank you all for coming. We are on slide uh, 407. Uh, it's going to be a while, okay? And it looks like uh, Master Chien and Master Young Abbot made it to uh, San Francisco. Uh, I heard that the young abbot didn't sleep at all last night, and he drove at five. It took an hour to load up the van, and, uh, and took off at five. Did how 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 did you manage to do that? Did you have to swallow a lot of coffee or uh, bump into people left and right as you drive down, drove down Highway Five? Yes, Master, I didn't know how I appeared to either. <laughs> you mean you slept the whole time? Yeah, it was sleepy. Yeah. You drove or did Cynthia drive? I drove. I see. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, apparently the gods are with you because uh, usually you know, by five or six in the morning is very people get very sleepy at the wheel. It's rather dangerous, especially if you don't didn't sleep the night before. Did you swallow a lot of coffee or you stayed awake? I'm curious. Oh, I have some snacks to eat. Yeah, and you have to eat and when you drive for those uh, hours. Yeah. And I dropped by and slept for about an hour, I think. I see. Yeah, and that's smart. Usually, you sleep for an hour is because you didn't sleep the night before, but usually I would stop and sleep for, you know, doze off for 15 minutes or so. It re-energizes you. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it because uh, I was uh, worried that you're going to smash my van. I have no van left to drive people around, even though it's a pretty old van. Okay, it's 407. Or perhaps have made a division to three, as did Dharma Master Ji of a Vu Chiu mountain. That is, that in the 12 years prior, it was from seeing existences that the way was obtained. And so it is called the teaching of the existence of marks. Okay, so it's talking about how uh, how how the uh, these scholars, these Buddhist scholars, monks and Buddhist scholars, primarily monks back then, who were all enlightened. Their least second uh, second um, stage arhat. Okay, so it's a, it's a, they have the wisdom uh, and uh, sage wisdom. And they decided to uh, classify the Buddhist teaching into different types of teachings to make it easier for people to study and research. Okay, mm. Mm. it's because usually that approach is because you approach Buddhism from a theoretical perspective. Okay, so that's why you learn the words like the scholars do, and you. You cram your mind and so forth, and you you acquire knowledge. Whereas our style is more on the Chan side, where we actually meditate and open our wisdom, plant seeds wisdom by studying some of the sutras. So that's why we go for the depth and then go for the breath. So the different approaches. So um, in terms of training people, uh, uh, the Traditionally, we lean more. We always lean more on the on the death side, where we train by by uh, by our proprietary or our secret uh, Chan practices. Okay, Chan training techniques, and that has always been the case for the patriarchs. For example, when Bodhidharma, uh, great master Bodhidharma, that Indian master, went from decided to was told to transmit. The Indian Buddhism, Indian Mahayana to China, to China. Mm. He went over, and he basically transmitted the Chan Dharma. Okay, and and uh, from then on, mm, the later patriarchs basically used the Chan Dharma as a main form of training for the next generations. So we we're following along that line because that provides us, first of all, with the depth, the ability to, to penetrate the depth, and then we can individually, you can choose to study whatever you wish. Okay, mm. I wish in the future you will study more on the sutras, you study more on, uh, on, the, uh, on the precepts, morality, the other, the other two um, baskets. Uh, for Chan, uh, I feel that Mm, the depth of uh, the Weiyang lineage uh, is, uh, is right there, so that when you pick up the Chan materials, eventually you get the hang of it. It's not that hard for us. Okay? Uh, so, but I hope in the future more of you will go into the other baskets, into the precepts, which is very important for us, and also into the other Shastras as well. Okay? 
but I'm happy with uh, with the sutra here. Okay, uh, uh, I mean with uh, with the uh, with the sutras and and the uh, and the Chan and the Chan schools. Mm. All right. Uh, in here, some of the scholars, Buddhist scholars, chose to classify the Buddha's teachings into three types, three 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 groups, and and uh, so that was the case of Master Ji of the Wu Qiu uh, Mountain, um, uh, and so he started by saying that. Uh, when you look at the Buddha's teachings, how he, the Buddha started teaching the humans and the gods, uh, he's the first, uh, uh, the first, uh, the previous twelve years, he see, he sees, he saw that he he, he saw that uh, the Buddha uh, uh, was teaching, preaching us about existences. Existence refers to um, worldly things, okay? Uh, things in the world. By looking at things in the world, uh, you, uh, you contemplate the worldly things, and that's how you open your wisdom, okay? So that is easier for people who, who ordinary people who are new to Buddhism, and, um, and they... Uh, they lacked, they lacked the uh, blessings. Therefore, uh, they, it's easy for them to connect with worldly people, worldly dharmas, uh, than than more advanced dharmas. Okay, and so that's why the Buddha started by teaching uh, about uh, uh, about uh, existence of marks, meaning he taught about life, about uh, the aspects of life that are desirable to you and the aspects of part of the aspects of life is about suffering for example he says if your suffering bothers you if um, if uh, sickness is uh, sickness bothers you if death scares you uh, those are actually talking about the existence of mark marks are like death about suffering about pain and so forth Okay, so he said by talking about that, he's able to help people become enlightened and attain the way. Okay, so it's easier for newcomers to connect to, to identify with. Okay, so that's why it's called the teaching that the existence of marks. Okay, and uh, in doing that though, uh, it's very successful because he drew. He drew a lot of scholars, he drew a lot of officials, he drew a lot of kings and queens, and people who are uh, opinion leaders, they flocked to him, and they said, wow, this is amazing. Uh, what you teach about is something that actually very helpful to me, because it helped me uh, feel better about my life, okay? And make me help me become a better person. And actually, in some cases where people actually are very serious about the cultivation, open the wisdom. So in that existence of Mark teaching there, it goes a range, a full range of from uh, ordinary people who are primarily concerned about having leading a normal worldly life to the people who have uh, wisdom like uh, like the the ahads. So 
by teaching this existence of Marx's teachings, he's actually was able to help a lot of people become enlightened. Okay? Hmm. However, the problem with this, though, well, there's a weakness with that, is that hmm, it cannot go very far because of something called attachment to Dharma. Attachment, there's still some Dharma marks that they attach to it. So, for example, uh, is, this, is, this is not just uh, theory, but this is a concern of mine. Many of my disciples are within this range here. And they got there because they uh, unknowingly uh, used, uh, went through the door of the teaching of existence of Marx. Okay? And what we call in, in, uh, in the Mahayana, we also call it expedient doors, doors of expedience. Okay? Uh, just some expedience to help you quickly uh, make, uh, you know, go through, uh, speed through this, uh, this mess, very much like on the freeway when you have, uh, you, when you have a, a cloud of dust coming your way. Okay, and then you speed up and you go through it so that you don't have to be bothered by the storm. Okay, same thing. So, however, there's a problem with that is that you become attached to that process. Okay, so that's what's called Dharma marks. Okay, that Dharma, the special method, the special expedient we use to help you break through quicker, you become attached to it. You see, wow, that's all there is to it. Actually, there's a lot more. That's only a an expedient to bring you to help you bridge, you know, go through the uh, the worldly things quicker. But actually, it's not the end point. It's it's not the end goal. It's more than that. Okay. Hmm. So that's why I'm concerned about. That, actually, I'm quite concerned. And uh, uh, so far, uh, the, all those people who uh, who got there who got enlightened because of, uh, through the door of the existence of Marx, are moving on. They're not stuck, except for one. Yeah. That's really, I did fail with one person. Hmm. Oh, well. Hmm. That's a life. Can't, you can't read them all. Uh, 409. After the 12 years, reaching to the time of the Dhamma flower, it was from seeing emptiness that the way was obtained, which is called the teaching of marklessness. Okay. Hmm. And later, uh, this is a commentary slide 410. Later, uh, uh, the, uh, the, teaching, uh, the teaching was, um, uh, was uh, in the time of the Dharma Flower Lotus Sutra, which teaches about how all of you will become Buddhas. All of you here today, all of you who tune in, Okay? All of you who have been practicing with us will become Buddhas. That's what the Buddha said. Okay? Uh, and that's why this, this uh, sutra here is called the Dharma Flower Sutra. Uh, 
uh, or the Lotus Sutra, uh, and it is uh, greatest news for all of us. Until then, it wasn't known. Until then, you have this, 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 no, this, this concept of becoming a Buddha, uh, becoming like uh, reaching the supreme highest level of attainment for yourself was uh, way out of reach for, for the Buddhists. They never taught themselves that it would be possible for them to, to get there. Okay. And the Bhavana flower in that, in that sutra, the Buddha specifically says, uh, you, 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 you. You did all these things, therefore you will become a Buddha in the future. I guarantee it. It was such a, such a relief for the Buddhist disciples okay? uh, and non-Buddhist disciples. Okay? Buddhist disciples, they'll get there a little bit faster. Non-Buddhist disciples need to go through a little bit longer, wind, more winding road to get there. But the Buddha says, for all the things we do, because we have this temple here, because I have all these things here, and uh, uh, which uh, makes uh, the temple available for people, whether it's man or woman, black or white, or old or young, Buddhist or non-Buddhist, the, uh, we making this available to all of you means that you will, because of the process, you will become a Buddha. All right? So it's, it's a revolutionary, it's, it's, a, it's fantastic news. Yeah. And and in particular, how do you become a Buddha? Mm. And in that Lotus Sutra or Dharma Flower Sutra, uh, the Buddha taught about uh, emptiness, mm. true emptiness. Mm. And uh, it's, uh, it's beyond, beyond the, the, uh, the mark, the existence of Mark's teaching, the existence of Mark's teaching is much more limited, whereas the teaching of uh, Marklessness is much broader, much, much more advanced, which is the, the, the continuation of the teaching of existence, the existence of Mark's. Yeah. All right? And so, so that's why it's called the teaching of Marklessness. Okay? Mm. Uh, and so, how, why is it important? This teaching of marklessness resolve the issue of the teaching of the existence of marks. Okay, the existence of marks. People become attached to their attainment. They become attached to their to the way they got there. That's that's why I was a little worried when I I, I admitted to you because I I taught some sometime I use expedients to help people get through quickly. Okay, and people people take it for granted, or people become attached to that process. Okay, uh, and and but uh, luckily for us, so far it's only one person who 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 failed this lifetime. Maybe in future lifetime, well, yeah, there's still great news. My concern this lifetime, future lifetimes, you have Buddhas and Bodhisattvas who worry about you. Mm. All right. Mm. So it's uh, the teaching of marklessness. Okay. So existence of mark is the first thing, and the next one is 
marklessness, which is which is uh, doesn't have the issues or the constraints or the pitfalls uh, of the teachings of distance of Marx initially. Okay. Four eleven. At the very end, there was twin illumination and of how all living beings have the Buddha nature and the Chantikas can become Buddhas, which is called the teaching of the permanently dwelling. Okay, 412, thank you. So here's what happens. He started by saying that uh, there are three types of, of uh, teaching, the teaching of existence of Marx, okay, which basically will uh, look at worldly things. Okay, and by looking at worldly things, you see, you see that some of the things that you are so attached to are actually illusory. Okay, you can let go of them, okay, and that's how you open your wisdom. Okay. Uh, so that's why they, from looking at your attachments, you will, the, the teaching of existence of Marx, the process through meditation, mindfulness meditation, through, uh, through various forms of meditation practices, you will be able to open your wisdom, your transcendental wisdom, okay, and put an end to your suffering. That's called the uh, existence of Marx. That's how you can become enlightened and escape suffering. Okay? Hmm. And then the next teaching was the teaching of marklessness, where they actually said, actually, you know, all that marks there uh, actually are illusory. Okay? It's actually, there's no marks at all. Okay? So you shouldn't be attached to, in particular, to what you understand, what you know, okay? Because that's not ultimate. It's not the final destination yet, okay? And that's where the marklessness, okay? Don't be attached to what you have. For example, uh, today at, at the, uh, at the, uh, the um, earlier in the uh, Chan class, Luca said, wow, some of you oh, are so peaceful, okay, and that's uh, that's uh, uh, that's um, that's nice, uh, but but uh, but that peaceful that you experience, the peacefulness you experience, that bliss you experiencing, okay, uh, is not ultimate, not yet. Okay, if you you move towards the teaching of marklessness then your peace, intensity, you, you, your bliss and peace intensity will be many, many fold. Okay? So that's why it's only through these practices are we able to help you experience what is the existence of Marx like or Marxist is like. Whereas the scholars, they only know of it as a concept, as words. Whereas you, Chan, practitioners, are experiencing it. As I said, and put it bluntly for you, today I saw people experiencing existence of marks. 
liberation through existence of Marx. Okay? And also some people are experiencing through, uh, through Marxlessness. So that's why I'm saying, don't be stuck here with what you have. There's more, much more, much more interesting, much more fascinating, much more rewarding things ahead. Okay? So back to the, the slide of 412. At the very end, it was two illumination how living beings have a Buddha nature. Okay. So what happened is that in, the, in this period uh, of the Dharma flower Nirvana uh, teaching period, the Buddha um, taught this sutra called Nirvana, uh, the final sutra that he lectured, he gave a sermon on before he entered Nirvana. Okay. And this Nirvana, the Nirvana uh, is, uh, is very famous uh, because, uh, especially with the scholars, and the, because it caused a lot of discussion. Uh, the first part of it, the first half of Nirvana Sutra, the Buddha says, the Sutra says, this, uh, this, uh, this um, Sanskrit word for a type of uh, beings, human beings, called Ichantikas. Chantika is Sanskrit for uh, having insufficient faith. These people believe, but not enough. Very like many disciples, Buddhist disciples, they believe, but not enough. Okay? So that's why they're stuck in the middle. Especially these Chantikas are, are very, uh, very, very uh, uh, Big concern in the Ivana Sutra, he says, they believe in the Buddha, they believe in the Buddha's teaching, but they don't, they don't have enough faith. That's why they cannot become Buddhas. What does it mean? And then later, and the second volume, second, the second half, the, the, the Ivana Sutra, then the, the, then the Buddha uh, corrected himself. He says, actually, Ichantikas, those who actually have in, insufficient faith, can also become a Buddhist. So he contradicts himself. So why? And that's called the teaching of permanent dwelling. Okay? So why did he contradict himself? God knows why. I mean, he's the Buddha. He does whatever he wants. Buddha do, you know, does whatever he wants. We're not going to, he's not worried about what we think. Okay? But what's the meaning? Chantikas have insufficient faith. Therefore, he cannot become a Buddha. And then later he says, oh, actually, they can become a Buddha. So why? Why is that? Anyone? Come on. Come on. The Koreans just have a good lunch, I hope. Speak. Speaking helped you stay awake. Yeah? No? Why? Why did the Buddha say, was the Buddha so wishy-washy? Sometimes he says, yeah, no, you can't do it. And then he says, no, yes, you can actually. I meant you, you can. Huh? Anyone? Okay. JC. Amitabha, thank you, Master. 
제 소견으로는 그 이제 그 시기 때 제자분들이 그것을 이제 받아들일 수 있는 레벨이 되셔서 그래서 부처님께서 석가모니 부처님께서 그렇게 말씀하셨다고 생각 아 그렇게 생각이 됩니다. In my opinion, I think that their disciples level can accept the teaching. That's why he said like that. Mm. Okay, mm. possible. JMT. Because of their blessing. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. What the Buddha meant, whatever he meant, is something that sticks out to me, is when he says, Ichantika have insufficient faith, therefore they cannot become a Buddha. So what is the message? If you have faith, anyone can become a Buddha. Isn't that fascinating? What does it mean? Why is it, why is it the case if you have faith, anyone can become a Buddha? Let me tell you, because you don't know. That's why the Buddha says, says here's what happens to you. Uh, in your spiritual path, in your life, you the one who are limiting yourself. He says, I don't believe you. I believe in myself. Sounds familiar? Yeah, sir? Number nine? Uh, Master, I think probably because you, you don't know. Um, I think he meant you don't have to be a scholar. You can just have faith, and it doesn't matter what you know. No, it's not that. No. Yeah, this, this faith here has a very special meaning, not the way you think faith is. Faith in God or faith in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in uh, the dollar or faith in the president or faith in whatever. No, this is a different, different kind of faith we're talking about. Happy Vesak? Question from JC? 네, 아미타불 스님 그 바른 믿음을 가져야 한다고 할때 저희가 그럼 어떤 믿음을 가져야 할지 궁금합니다. Master, what is the proper faith? Here's my dilemma. My dilemma is that it's not what when we when people talk about faith. You confuse them with faith in God, faith in the Bible, faith in the Quran, faith in Victor Hugo, and faith in the God, Vishnu, and so forth. It's not that. It's not that whether you believe in, in uh, Victor Hugo or, or the prophet and so forth, there's nothing wrong with that. You can believe. But what, what, what kind of faith is he talking about that's insufficient? The reason Ichantikas cannot become a Buddha is not because he doesn't believe in a Buddha. 
he does believe in a Buddha. He does believe in Bodhisattvas, right? Because he says he insufficient meaning has faith, but it's not enough. Are we clear on that? Huh? Insufficient meaning he has faith. It's not he doesn't, but it's not enough. So what's the problem? What's the problem? He has faith. So what? So what kind of? In other words, let me re-paraphrase it for you. So. In other words, what kind of faith is he lacking? He has faith, but he's lacking in some type of faith. Are we, does it make sense to you? Yes, go for us. Thank you, Master. Could it be that he lacks faith in his Buddha nature? Yeah, faith in Buddha nature, you can't blame him. He said, well, he, he says, you tell him, have faith in your Buddha nature, he says, my Buddha nature? I can't even see it. How can I have faith? When I have faith in the greenback, I see, you know, a hundred dollar bill. I know I can use it. Yes? It's real. It's concrete to me. When you say Buddha nature, uh, what color is it? Is it rectangular? Is it round? How much does it weigh? Huh? Yes, sir. Master, is it related to blessings, like a level of faith and a level of blessings? Absolutely. It's always have a blessing. You tell me blessings, I say, amen. He says, lack of blessings, amen. You can't go wrong. Okay? But besides blessing, can you be specific? What kind of faith? We're not talking about blessings. What kind of faith are we talking about? And this is my dilemma. Yes, five. From Cordelia, faith needs to be developed. Once has enough faith, anyone can be a Buddha. From Dintai, faith will help us overcome our doubt or obstacle in the spiritual path. From Chaochun, faith in themselves. From Dintai, this faith arises from a deeper understanding of the spiritual teaching, etc. This faith will transform to knowing eventually. Yeah, okay, not wrong. Yes, continue. They're unable to execute the instructions from their good knowing advisor. Who said that? Me. Me? Who's me? Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yes? Uh, two? Faith in Mahayana was missing. Faith in Mahayana? Mahayana, what is Mahayana? Mahayana is... Is it, is it like brown rice? Uh, no, it's the, it's the body we saw. It's the belief that you could become a Buddha. Yeah, but I'm, I'm hungry. Then a good, delicious fur would be faith in Mahayana at this point. Well, yes. you know, you know, it's not, it's not about faith in Mahayana. It's too, it's too big. Mahayana is humongous. You know, if you you say that you have to believe in so many things, you don't have enough time to develop that faith. This is, this is what's beautiful about faith. Faith is that you don't need to believe in everything. 
That's why I claim to you, my, my approach is that I'm not interested in scholarly things for you to understand and be exposed to all the teachings. I'm more interested in you doing the Chan so that you can develop your wisdom a lot quicker, okay? develop your faith a lot quicker than the Ichantika. Ichantika never took the time to develop, develop faith, in other words. Okay? There's a difference between knowledge and faith. What you talk about is knowledge. You say, I know by Mahayana. I think Mahayana is this. You call it knowledge and faith is very close enough. But it's not the kind of faith we're talking about. The faith, the Chantikas, is that they believe in the process. Okay? They believe in the teachings. But, but, they don't believe in the personal instructions. That's why they're not going to do it. Remember, scholars that you get a book, you memorize it, you study it, I give you a certificate that says you finished this coursework. That's scholarly. Okay? In Chan school, they said we don't go for scholarly. We said you. Meditate until I show you how to see your Buddha nature. Along the way, you be healthier. Along the way, you live longer. Along the way, you look younger. Along the way, all the good things happen, but that's never our goal. But along the way, you have spiritual penetration and so forth. It's never our goal. Our goal is much bigger. Because the thing, our goal in Chan is for you to see your true nature, something called your nature, your self-nature, your Buddha nature, that you have. So Chan Damador is for you. What is it you need to do in order to see that nature of yours? Who you really are? You for yourself. Not because I tell you to. Because you will see it yourself. You have to see it yourself. Instead of someone telling you, no, no, your, your nature is white, your nature is black, your nature is, is, a, uh, is a foundation, white foundation. Okay? No. In Chinese, you see it for yourself. And what happens is, for, in order for that to happen, your teacher says, do this. And then do that and do this. Okay? And he's guiding you. But if you don't believe in those instructions, you will not become a Buddha. That's what insufficient faith means. They believe, yes, Buddha is a good guy, a good dude. Sangha is good, good people. Uh, 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 Malcolm is, uh, is a good prospect, and so forth. Okay. Uh, 
But they believe all the goodness, they believe, believe all the right things, but they lack the belief in the things that will help them see their nature. And that's a problem with scholars, for example. You can call a chantika as a scholar. Scholar is a chantika because they know so much, they believe so much, but they don't believe enough so that they cannot see their nature. Because they will not, they are not willing to follow the instructions. When you see your, your Buddha nature, all the scholarly things that's written out there is a grain of sand and the Ganges River. The whatever you can learn this lifetime here is about worth one grain of sand and Ganges rivers. What is the basis of my, of my claim? That Bodhisattva called Lung Shu, dragon tree Bodhisattva, he went down from our human realm to the Dragon King Palace to look to look to read the Avatamsaka Sutra, this sutra here. And three versions. The version we got here is, a, is a, the shortest version. Okay? There's a mid-sized version, and there is a true version, which is has limitless number of verses. Meaning that whatever we have right now here is a tiny, tiny subsection of that particular version of the Avatamsaka Sutra. So you spend your lifetime learning this and thinking you're a scholar. Whereas Lung Shu, who doesn't do that, he didn't do that. He meditated, meditated, and then he went down to the, the dragon, uh, dragon King's uh, palace and read the Avatamsaka Sutra himself. And he acquired knowledge and wisdom just like that. Infinitely. Whereas your mind is finite right now. And that's what happens. If you choose to say, I'm going to acquire knowledge, I'm going to use my brains, acquire knowledge, and cram it in, and analyze it, and synthesize it, okay? You are, it's only because you don't have faith in anyone who says, you do this, you can open the kind of smarts, the kind of wisdom that you didn't think you're capable of. You know, so that's why the scholars, for example, lack that kind of faith. Questions or comments? It's not that we're not willing to teach you. We're willing to teach you, show you how to do it. It's you who, are, don't, who have insufficient faith. That's why you cannot become enlightened. It's not like Buddhists and Bodhisattvas are scared of you. They want to become better than you. They want you to be just like them. They want you to become Buddhists too, Bodhisattvas too. 
That's why they're Buddhists and Bodhisattvas. Nor, not a single bone or hair of jealousy in their brains. If something good happens to others, they're very happy for them. It's not a single thought of, why not me? Why I work so hard, I'm, I don't get as good as results as this person. That's jealousy, that's pettiness. They don't have that. Trust me. So if you ask them, are you capable of helping you? They tell you. They, 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 they don't hold back. It's you, especially you, scholarly people who learn sutras and learn so forth. This is why one of the reasons why I avoid this right now with you, because I don't want you to go into this, this realm where you know so much about Buddhism theory that you think you know everything. You only know the superficial things, the tiny portions of Buddhism. The real Buddhism is not here. Here is only a finger pointing to the moon in the China world, Chan parlance, meaning that uh, this is only a subset, a tiny, tiny representative portion of the real deal called the moon. The old Mahayana is up there, not down here. Not the reflection of the moon on the water surface, on the river. The moon that you see on the water surface, that reflection there, is all that you see here in the human realm. All the knowledge, all the tripitaka you have here, is like that reflection of the moon only. It's not, it's not the whole thing. The whole thing is up there. And scholars, scholars and Ichantikas mistakenly think uh, that the reflection of the moon on the, on the river is a real moon. And they will not listen. And on the other hand, the Chan schools like ours, we said, hey, it's okay. You can believe all you want, but all you need to do now is do this, do that, do that, and you will see the real moon. Look up. i show you how. When they say, nah, I have my moon already. That's the kind of deficiency in faith that's hurting them. It's not they don't believe. They believe in the good things, all the great things here of Buddhism. But they lack sufficient faith to follow special instruction for them to see the real deal. So don't think that the Ichantika is someone, someone so far away in India and those poor buggers who, you know, who now have no more Buddhism or whatever. No, it's us. Yes, five. From San Francisco, Daniel, Master, it's not being able to keep precepts even when one, when one wants to also lack of this kind of faith you're talking to us about? Yes, it's partially related, yes. But for that particular, in particular, your particular instance, it's only because you don't have enough blessings. There's a process where in order for you to keep precepts, you need to have more blessings. This is a secret. The reason I can tell you, we tell you, don't do this, don't steal, don't lie. Anyone heard it before? Don't steal, don't lie. And guess what you do? 
you steal, you lie, you steal the pen from your office. Don't you? I used to. I would go and then, you know, every month I, they bring, they, they bought, they bought new pens, you know, pilot pens and big pens and, you know, whatever. And I would go and pick one and put it in my pocket and walk in it and, and then, and then, and then, and it's a normal thing for people to do. Office supplies. Take, you know, those, those uh, yellow notepads, anyone? Uh, that's, that's the old times when now they now we steal what is it Kindles and and iPads. Yes, nine. Master, if somebody is um skilled at manipulating others, is that lying and stealing? Because we have, we've been manip manipulated, could be. Yeah, but if you have the blessings, they cannot manipulate you. They won't succeed. They may, you may be manipulated, but you won't steal. <laughs> yes, sir, back there. Two. Master, so uh, like yes. sometimes we need something uh, printed, so Daniel will print it from his office paper. So is that considered stealing? Yes. But Did then you? I give something to Did the you do it? also. I provide water and some other stuff for the office also. Usually the proper thing to do is to pay for it. But how do I pay for it in my office? You tell them. You tell them, for example, you say, um, I printed five pages for personal use, not for company use. Okay? And a copy at, uh, at uh, what is a copier? How much did they charge? Huh? It's Daniel's own office. It's not your office. Yeah, but he's printing it. Yeah, he shouldn't. So how do we... He's, he's not Buddhist. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Absolutely, it's okay for them to do whatever they want. But for us, what we do is that I would do is I would say, uh, if I go to a print shop, I, uh, uh, the printer might charge me like uh, 50 cents a, a page. Okay? S uh, not dual face, but uh, single face face. Okay, be careful. Yeah. Mm. I use to print too. Uh, so, so you 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 pay fifty cents out there. That's it. Then you you pay for you you printed four pages. I would uh, put in two dollars worth of uh, of uh, money in in the uh, in, the, in the office. I said I use this for my personal use. Here's my here's, here's my contribution. That's all. It's that simple. Yeah, Mama, I agree or disagree? Uh, yeah. Everyone now is wearing masks. I heard that uh, the COVID is getting worse. No? <laughs> Again? <laughs> yes, in the back. Uh, Master, can I please repent? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How many pages did you steal? Uh, I steal a lot. Dress. I print a Pure Land uh, recitation book from my office. And what is your name and, the, and the, where you work again? <laughs> I work at IILA. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, 
now that uh, you 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 done it then uh, uh, then you should uh, you should uh, give them uh, it's still it's not too late yet to pay them yes master mm. okay uh, so again going back that's not get uh, get lost in the uh, in the all these stealing things here we all guilty of it. I don't know about you. I'm guilty of it as well. Lucky for me, is I wasn't. I didn't take the five precepts, so you know, so I don't have to repent. <laughs> I do have to repent. But anyway, uh, see, for me, I repent to myself. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you know, you can't. You can't do that. Anyway, and so, so. So the point here, to me, tonight, to, 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 tonight, I just thought of this is, is, insufficient faith bothers me because this, the Buddhist scholars and Master Shenghua talked about that Ichantika has insufficient faith. I asked myself, what faith is lacking that makes Ichantikas unable to see in nature, to become enlightened, become a Buddha? Faith in following instructions. Because what happened is that I see too a lot of like Korean Sunims. They come to my temple and they said, Why do you do this? I went through Sunim training schools for five, six years, three years to six years, because I go half time, so it took me six years, five, six years. Okay? And we do it differently. How come you tell us uh, that you uh, we don't we you know we we, we uh, your instructions are different, okay? And of course, our orders is a lot bigger than yours. Has been around longer than you've been. So of course, who do we believe? We believe ours. And precisely, you believe yours. That's why you still where you are for fifty years. Okay, so it's understandable. Where you your reference points uh, are based on 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 the on the other other stuff. That's why you find it hard to accept the instruction from people like Master Xinhua. However, on the other hand, okay, if you are Chantika like I was. Because you told me about Buddhism, I said, nah, I believe in the dollar. You want me to believe something? I believe in money. Okay? I worship money. You asked me. Okay? So I was in a chantika. Okay? And that's, that's how, how poor I was. I didn't even believe in Buddhism. Here we're talking Chantikas as people who have who have uh, who believe in Buddhism, who have believe in liberal Buddhism. Okay, uh, but later uh, these Chantikas, like myself included, uh, they found someone who suddenly said, "Wow, you know what? I want to do what he tells me to, for just for the heck of it." Why? Because I saw how his disciple, his other disciples, became enlightened. I saw that they are enlightened. Many of them are enlightened. Okay? 
And therefore, I'm saying, I'm hoping that if I follow his instructions, I too will get there. And that's what happened to Ichantikas. Ichantikas, they, be, they started being Ichantikas because they didn't have enough faith. They believe in Buddhism, believe in Buddha, believe in Bodhisattvas, but not enough to become enlightened themselves, become a Buddha themselves. However, however, through time, over time, okay, uh, they, conditions change. And Ichantikas, okay, develop faith in what? The good knowing advisor. Before, they only afford themselves. They believe in, only in themselves or the wrong teacher, the teachers who have no wisdom. But later, the Ichantikas, okay, they have insufficient faith, but they develop faith for not just any kind of faith, just one particular kind of faith, a faith in the instructions or faith in the good knowing advisor. That's a shortcut in a Chan, Dhammador, Chan world. Here, in a sutra world, in a teaching world, you need to study the prajna teachings, the prajna roles, the Chan sutras. 600, over 600 roles of prajna that will teach you how you can become enlightened. 600 roles. That's a lot of words to read. Lots of characters to digest. Whereas, the good no advice instruction are very, 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 very short. One-liners, two, three-liners, that's it. So, over time, the Chantikas who follow the path found it too hard to keep up or to get satisfaction quickly enough. They said, okay, you know what? I see the track record that Master Shewa set for himself when he came to the U.S. He brought all these losers, Caucasian losers, Asian losers, and turned them into enlightened beings. That's the first time that systematically a monk says, this is how you can do it. There's a system for you to do it. There's a way for you to, to do it in the China world called Wei Yang. Lineage. This is our style. This is our methodology. And because of that, yeah, because of that, yeah, his disciples, his followers, saw the nature, became Buddhas, became Bodhisattvas. Okay? So that's how they become, you start being Ichantika, but eventually, if you develop the right faith, and I said very specific, it doesn't matter who you are, you don't have to be Buddhist even. If you have faith in the good no advisor, the good no advisor never asks you, are you Buddhist? If you're not Buddhist, I'm not going to teach you. Never. Well, not all, Bodhi, or no, not all teachers are like that. But then someone like Master Shen Hoi says, I don't care what you are, who you are, how rich you are, how short you are. Okay? 
I will teach you. You want to learn. And, and that's why the Buddha, at first he says, Ichantikas has no faith. On the surface, he's like picking on LBGTQ. Sort of like. Okay? But he's not. He's actually pointing out to them that you are Ichantika because you don't have this faith. Okay? Later, he says, later Ichantikas can become Buddhas because they overcome their deficiency in faith. You see the meaning of the word Ichantika? It's beautiful. Ichantika says, you cannot become a Buddha because you don't have enough faith. Therefore, implied, it does not preclude that the fact that in the future, when you have enough faith, you can become Buddhas. So why are the scholars making a big deal out of this? There's a contradiction. There's no contradiction to me. Does it make sense to you? Or is this me getting excited for nothing? I don't get it. How come people never, the scholars, never question the Buddha? If I were a scholar, I'd say, hey, you be the Buddha, you cannot say, you, you cannot say Chantaka and become a Buddha and then change your mind and say, now you can. I mean, how can you be so wishy-washy? Does it mean, if that's the case, should I believe, should I, how can I possibly believe in, in whatever you tell me? Because you could negate it next. I, I don't understand why scholars never ask that. I don't understand why Buddhist disciples never ask that. I don't understand why. If I had a chance, I would ask Master Shainoa myself, my old teacher myself, Master, how can the Buddha be so wishy-washy? You can't say, I, you cannot become a Buddha, or, and then later say, you can become Buddha. Come on, make up your mind, man. And there's exactly, there's no contradiction here. You, see, you get my point? It's the same thing. Ichantika cannot become Buddha. Doesn't mean he's not forever. He cannot become a Buddha because he has a not he has a not the right kind of faith. But when he has the right kind of faith, he can become a Buddha. That's all there is to it. It's no contradiction. Why do the scholars, why do the Buddhist disciples, why do the monks and nuns say there's contradiction in the Nirvana Sutra? I claim to me personally there's no contradiction whatsoever. Am I the only person? Usually, it, thank you, thank you. I feel so much passion about it, and, and it's not appreciated. You sit there, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, so what do I do? <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I feel like stopping now. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. <laughs> the whole day is, is uh, non-stop, okay, no break at all. The whole time, the whole the morning from four until now, it's non-stop. I'm so tired. Now, 
And after this, I still find the energy to, to talk to you about Ichantakas and tell you what, how I feel about it. You know, there's no contradiction. The Buddha is very consistent. It's we who do not understand him. And everyone goes, oh, uh -huh, oh. Uh Jesse -huh. <laughs> and Sun, oh, uh -huh. can I go back to my work now? Okay, and that's called uh, the teaching of the permanently dwelling, not the teaching of existence of mark, the teaching of marklessness. Meaning what? What's the teaching of permanently dwelling? How come people never ask these things? It bothers me. Because when I talk to you, I said, I'm, I'm always... So frightened that someone, some smart Alex said, a Master, what is a teaching of permanent dwelling? Why is it called teaching of permanent dwelling? Why teaching of Mark, teaching of marklessness? Now it's teaching of permanently dwelling? Why? Why is it not called teaching of uh, uh, Putin? Huh? Or a Goon? Huh? So what is permanently dwelling? It means that the Buddha nature is permanently present in all of us, dwells permanently. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. Where is Yen Fa? <laughs> I look at her, I say, I, I'm not sure I should call you boy or girl. <laughs> okay? Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're white or yellow. It doesn't matter at all. The Buddha nature is permanently present and dwelling in all of us. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter even. If you say, I am actually Hindu, we say, yes, so it is for you. It's permanently dwelling in you as well. So deep down, it's a Buddha nature permanently dwelling in you, and on the surface, it's a Hindu guy. It doesn't change you. I mean, it's like you're changing clothes. You, 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 uh, you wear a different set of clothes, Hindu clothes, Chinese clothes, you know, military clothes, marine clothes, anyone? Huh? Air Force clothes. But underneath, you're still a human being. Same thing, underneath, you are, you are a Buddha. But on top, temporarily, you wear this hat, these weird wigs and so forth. That's all. That's why it's called permanent dwelling. Doesn't matter what you do now or in the future, you still, your Buddha nature is still inside of you. It's dwelling inside of you. That's why Mwah! I'm not kissing your I'm not kissing your 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 face. I'm kissing your Buddha nature. You gotta Mwah! <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, love you, Buddha nature. Buddha, all of you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Isn't it cool? You know, this is the first time I assure you that I'm, and I'm aware of that someone says there's no contradiction in the Nirvana Sutra, the way the Buddha lectured it. Everyone tiptoed around it. No one dare ask, how come Buddha really reversed himself? And he's the world-honored one? And he's the one who has ultimate wisdom? And he is wishy-washy? Huh? This thing bother you? I'd be so embarrassed. I say, oh my God, my Buddha, he has moments of weaknesses, like me. No! Got that? Isn't that cool? God, you guys are really hopeless. That's why it's called permanently dwelling. The Buddha nature is present in all of us. Whether you believe it or not makes no difference. Hmm? But if you believe in your good new advisor, you can uncover, you, know, you can peel off those layers for you to see yourself. Hmm? Any of you. All of us. That's so cool about it. Four thirteen, almost there. This is largely the same as the teaching of the three periods of by Tripitaka of Tang, as will be discussed upon reaching the Western regions. Explanations. Okay, for fourteen, basically he says um, later. Uh, when uh, there's another, it's similar to another later explanation. Okay, in uh, here we're looking at the old world, the China, the Chinese, and the, the, the Chinese, okay? And then later they will look at the Indian uh, Buddhism. Now we're discussing Chinese Buddhism, Indian Buddhism uh, will be discussed later and then we'll be clearer when we're there. So that's not, that's not uh, going to it for now. Okay, 4.15. Chipitaka Master Paramartha, based upon the golden light, established a teaching of three circuits of turning, illumining, and maintaining, which was also largely the same as this. Very good. 4.16. Style. This uh, Tripitaka Indian master, Paramartha, means true meaning or true principles. They have these cool names that, uh, that's, uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, means something in Sanskrit. So he based his teaching from, on something called the Golden Light Sutra. Uh, okay? and, and so from that sutra, yeah, Golden Light Sutra, he, he established, he preached that the three 
types of teachings, teaching the three circuits of the three circuits of turning, the teachings of illumining, and the teaching of maintaining, which is the same thing as the teaching, similar to the teaching of existence of marks, the teaching of marklessness, and the teaching of permanently dwelling. It's the same, according, according to, to Master Ching Liang. So far, so good? Hmm. Uh, 417. Yet there were minor differences in the divisions of time. That is, in the seven years prior, there was speaking of four truths, which he called the circuit of turning the Dharma wheel. Okay, so you see, commentary slide uh, 418. Uh, so you see, uh, even though the teachings, you maybe uh, the classification may uh, be may differ in names, but actually, uh, in principle, it's the same thing they're talking about. They call it instead of uh, it's just like Jack uh, Yon uh, is Jack Yon, then uh, and then uh, husband calls her honey, yeah, and the son calls her mommy, but it's the same person, okay, same teaching. Okay, mm. uh, so uh, but however, there's some some in terms of uh, timing uh, of how they they uh, they classify based on the time periods. Uh, there's some minor differences. Uh, uh, so, for example, in the Agama period, where it's, it's about seven eight years, uh, the Buddha teaches about the four noble truths, and that is called. Turning the Dharma wheel, type of teaching. Okay, so it's called turning, turning the wheel. Okay. Four and nineteen. After seven years, there was speaking of prajna, which comprised the two circuits of turning and illumining, because emptiness was used to illumine existence. That is more, I think it's 30 years, and it's the next one. Yeah. Okay. I think the Chinese is too much. It's not matching. 30 years, the next section. Okay. Anyway, clean up later. Not a big deal. Most of them don't speak Chinese anyway. All the Chinese are sleeping. Yeah, or enjoying the weekend. And the uh, consci- the, uh, the hard-working Koreans don't understand Chinese anyway, so... Mm. Mm. Okay, uh, so after turning uh, period, there's something called prasya, which is involved that the other two uh, phases, the two types of turning, uh, which involve turning and lumining. Okay, mm. so uh, that was done in the period of uh, Prajna teaching period. Prajna Sutra, as I said, says uh, came from India to China in six hundred rolls. Back then, they didn't have the books; they they have rolls. They they wrote sutras on on the on maybe bamboo on paper and they roll it up. Okay, yeah. no binding. 
And prajna, the prajna period, prajna teaching, is actually can be classified as turning and illumining. Uh, the turning meaning you speak, speak of the uh, the, the uh, truth, uh, the principles of Buddhism, and illumining is that uh, is that it means here. It explains here uh, because he uh, says in the teaching. He uses emptiness to illumine existence. Okay? Uh, so that's part of wisdom. Okay, meaning that, why is it wisdom? What, what does emptiness have to do with it? With existence. Existence is what you have. Your Lexus. Is existence. Your house is existence. Your money is existence. Okay? How about emptiness? How can emptiness illumine existence? Because whatever you have, will become empty. That's why it's called illumine, meaning that it shines a light on that thing so that you can see it clearly. Can you see that? And eventually, your body, your forehead will have more wrinkles, more rolls. Your skin, as you keep a light on there long enough, you see your skin actually becomes you know, becomes uh, ugly. And your hair starts falling off. It turns gray. Ask the Chen Fong in the Go Forest. He'll tell you about it. Okay, the more you think, the wider your hair becomes. Unless you dye it. Okay? So that's why, that's why, if you shine a light on existence long enough, you see that all existence eventually will vanish. Nothing lasts forever. That is emptiness. So emptiness, you understand the concept of emptiness, and you see existence in, uh, under different lights, don't you? You say, wow, you know, eventually this desert, this ocean will become a desert, then will come strawberry fields. Say, so it shouldn't be attached to the ocean, shouldn't be attached to the desert. Hmm? So illumine is that you see it clearer, see, see it clearly so that you don't become attached to it. Does it make sense? No? Okay, never mind. Four more minutes. Okay, I don't have enough time. 
Anyone? Question from JC. Question from JC. Yes. Happy Vesak to you too. Hey, are you coming? Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 질문 드리는데 다음 주 불칠하는 첫날에 가는데 단식을 하려고 해요. 근데 이제 불칠 기간에는 단식을 하는 게 좋지 않다고 하는데 제가 한 2주간 있거든요. 언제부터 해서 며칠간 하는 게 좋을지 질문 드립니다. Wow, she changed so much since uh, is it last year that she, you know, she fell and broke her ankles. Wow, this girl changed so much. Oh, Master, next week uh, during the fourth, the first day of forty, I will go there, and then I will do fast. So I heard that you fast. you flew all the way from Korea to San Francisco to fast. Wait a minute. You know how we have a lot of good American food. How could you fast? Are you crazy? Who told you to fast? That person is fired. <laughs> Live a little. <laughs> Oh, you, okay, you can't fire yourself. Uh, no, live a little, don't fast so much. You're going to be there two weeks, right? Okay, then take a few days to recover because there's a jet lag. You're flying what, what airline? Anna. Anna. Asiana. 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 Asiana, the food is horrible. <laughs> and there's a jet lag. So I would give myself two, three days to recover from a jet lag, okay, and eat some good American food. Make sure Chungin Sunim takes care of that. Chungin Sunim, can you make that promise? Speak. Chungin Sunim, speak. Speak to her. Say, come and give me time to give you some good food to eat. Chungin Sunim, what you say? Ne, you see? Yeah, it's very talkative, Chung Yi. Yeah. Uh, okay, so no hurry, you fast, okay? How long did you fast? Have you fasted so far? Three days. Three days, okay. Then next one you hear, Fast for about, um, I think she can handle nine, but I'll be gentle. Uh, I can do seven. Hmm? You, I will let you do seven, and then on the seventh day, I take a look at you and see what's going to happen. And I think I can push you to nine. Okay? That's enough. You have plenty of time. Okay, give Chungin uh, a chance to feed you with his uh, food. Yes, Master. Okay, good girl, thank you. Okay, we stop here. Anyone else? We, let's do rebirth transference and then we let them go. Hmm? Okay. Thank you. Oh.